is the uh, Voyage Trekkers podcast on the bridge. I'm Jenna Scarborough. I'm here with Adam Rini, who plays Captain Sunstrike on the show. Hey, That's right. I'm eating some pizza right now. I'm so happy about it. What kind of pizza is it? Some nice New York pizza. That's right. You're in New York. From pizza. Domino's. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about you. All right. But let's talk about you, too. Mm-hmm. Have you revealed any secrets about yourself in the in the On the Bridge podcast? That my mom uh, is a fan of the show. Big secret. Yeah. Big secret. <laughs> I just like to. My mom that. is not a fan. Oh. She is a fanatic. Oh, you turned it around. How would you start acting, Adam? Um. Pizza face. That's a, that's a difficult question. Why? Because how did I start acting? It was probably I would watch movies and then I would reenact the entire thing. That's a good answer. For my parents constantly. <laughs> what movies would you, what movies and shows would you uh, reenact? Dumb and Dumber. I'd reenact The Simpsons. Mm. I would reenact In Living Color. I feel like uh, was it a lot of Jim Carrey stuff? A lot of Jim Carrey stuff. Yeah. He was a huge influence when I was a child. <laughs> I did Ace Ventura. Yeah, that was time. a good one. <laughs> I watched it again recently. The second one, at least, does not hold up that well. You think the first one's better? First one's still a classic. Oh. The second one, I thought, was so wonderful when I was a child. Yeah, exactly. Then looking back, there, the, the, the only scene that really still speaks to me is when he's a... Uh, when he's in the room with uh, the guy who looks like the Monopoly guy and he does the high host silver away. Right. Is that right? I feel like that, that's funnier than the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Even when he's coming out of the fake rhino butt? No, the, the, the rhino butt's good. It goes on a little long, but uh, he does it expertly. <laughs> well, what did you, did you start doing stuff in high school or was it earlier? Like where you're actually performing um, in front of people besides your parents? I, did, I was in the music man in middle school. What part did you play? I played Mayor Shin. I would walk around puffy and be like, hey, hey, music man, you can't make music around here. <laughs> or maybe you can. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about you yet. <laughs> a lot of theater in high school and a lot of community theater, which was really bad. And uh, I was in a sketch group called Bully Mammoth for about five years, which was really really rewarding and fun. So I've been to many Bully Mammoth shows and they're still continuing. From what I've seen, they're doing really well. They are doing well. Are you gonna, um, if you, when you come back to visit at any time, do you think you'd make a special appearance ever? I would love to. I don't know if they would, um, I don't know if it would like ruin their swing or whatever. <laughs> I think it'd be good. Because they do a lot, they do a lot more rehearsal now, but. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it was offered, I would be happy to. <clears throat> <laughs> I love those guys. They're some of your some of your best friends. Um, My friends. Friends. I know you went to SCC because that's where we met. Scottsdale Community College. Artichokes, correct? I didn't. I, yeah, I took one acting class there. Oh, just Mostly one. I was just taking film production classes because um, yeah, I wanted to make movies <laughs> more than I wanted to be in movies. But everybody wanted me to be in movies, so I would be in movies. But then I would make some too. Right. And then uh, my mom told me, and, uh, you know, we were talking about moms earlier, but my mom told me, I don't like the movies you're not in. 
even the ones that I make. <laughs> and then you obviously met Nathan at some point, and, and that's how you got involved with Until the End of Everything. Was that the first thing you guys did? I think that's what he said, right? Which is the first time that I ever worked with Nathan. Right. And he wanted to do a James Bond-ish kind of and he ta- thing. I don't know if you heard, but he talked about it in the last podcast, so. I did not hear. I didn't even know these things were already coming out. They're already coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we did the first two. It's so and funny first... because like it took a year and a half for the episodes of the web series to come out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm behind on the podcast. <laughs> I deliver. What can I say? So what? Nathan just walk up to you and say, oh, you can you act in this? Or, uh, hmm. No, he was like, oh, I, I saw you in such and such. And... Sun's anniversary. That's what he said. He's like, hey, did you see that? Or what are you doing that? And I was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, hey, do you want to like, try this? Because I don't know if I want to do this, but I might do it. I was like, okay, I'll try it. He was happy with it. And I was happy with it. And then it went to the SCC, Scottsdale Community College Film Festival. People applauded at the end and uh, screamed that they wanted um, to see both Nathan and I in the nude. <laughs> Right. When you make a film, that's why we that's why we do it, so we, that we can show strangers our nude bodies. But um, I mean, that was that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I think he and I have had a few steak dinners together. Yeah, he's gonna be participating in uh, something kind of big in your life, right? I'm gonna be uh, sort of hitching my wagon to the crazy girl in episode four. Awesome. That's pretty cool. What did did you watch episode one? Did you? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I thought it's about time this came out. <laughs> We shot it back when I was fat. Were you fatter then? I was. I think I was about thirty pounds heavier then. Have you been? What have you been doing to 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 get more fit? Oh no, I'm not more fit. Okay, you just have lost weight. I'm just tinier. <laughs> Are you just poor? Is that? Oh, uh, it's not. It's not so much poverty as uh-huh. it is a uh, loss of appetite. What happened? Did you see something <sighs> that made you lose your appetite? Yes, I saw I saw a pigeon that uh, had a dart in its head, and I haven't eaten since. It had a dart in its head? Was it like a blow dart, or was it like like a dart was, that you play at the bars? Like a bar dart. Bar dart. <laughs> what happened? Think, did, did you see how it happened? The, U, the UK symbol on it. I think maybe the pigeon was flying around the bar. It was US versus UK. Sure. This guy tossed his dart. The pigeon tried to fly to catch it because he thought it was a bug. Oh, God. It hit right in the noodle. So since then, you've lost your appetite. Yeah, I haven't eaten since. But you, I just watched you eat pizza. You're still, uh-huh. you're still eating it right now. Uh, I haven't been eating at all. <laughs> Tell me about uh, uh, you. You yourself have a podcast that actually spawned from a bu- a bully mammoth sketch. Dan Rodandian. Uh, well, I, I, Adam Rini, mm-hmm. don't have a podcast, but I have, a, I have a close friend who lives in the Hawaiian Gardens area. Sure. Dan Rodandian. It's weird. You guys look alike. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's not, that's not nice to say. I feel like Dan Rodan is a few years older than I am. <laughs> start, you start the part, podcast as, I know, um, Michael Murkowski, is he helping you record that and all that stuff? He, yeah, he is the producer. He's the producer, okay. Who also is the, the guy comp- who makes all the, the orchestral music for Voyage Trekkers. And he's also the, the uh, tech person for pretty much all of Bully Mammoth the first five years. So he's producing the Dan Rodandon podcast. He's very tall, and he had laser hair removal on his back. Did he? 
he did, yeah, a few years ago. I don't know if it, if it stuck. Because hmm. I haven't seen him much without his shirt, but I, I know that that's something that he, uh, he, he thought was a valuable investment. I guess you don't need to take your shirt off much in New York as you, as you would in Arizona. You really only need to take your shirt off to, like, holler at ladies. That's how you do it in, in New York? Yeah, you take your shirt off and you spin it around your head, twist it like a helicopter, as Pete Pablo um, preached back in the uh, early 2000s. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but come on, tell me about Dan or Danden. How do you, is that is that based on someone? It's based on everyone. Everyone? It's a collection. Yeah. Of everyone you've ever met. There's nothing. There's really nothing worse than an actor. There's nothing worse than a bad actor who doesn't know that he's bad. It's like doubly bad. So uh, Dan Rodanden is. He has the pomposity of a substitute teacher with uh, the skill level of a, a deck of cards. What I like about it is you have some sort of like hotline where people can call in and. Yes. That's really cool. Any, anybody can call in. What's the number? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Is it on your website? One eight hundred nine one. I can look it up. Uh, yeah, look it up, Jen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tell me more about Dan or Dan and why I look it it's up. It's so funny, because I've said that number probably five, six hundred times for recordings that I've done, but I, I cannot say it without looking at it. Call 917-2148-DAN and leave a voicemail today. So you can call that and you can answer your questions. You'll answer the questions. I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to do that soon. That's way too cool. But don't ask any Voyage Trekkers questions. Right, no. I mean, you, you can, but you're not talking to Captain Sunstrike. Right. Or as um, different people that I know say, hey, how's that Captain Sunstroke thing going? Or, hey, <laughs> Sunshine, how's he? How do you feel about Captain Sunstrike? Well, he's fine, I guess. I mean, he's a jerk. He's, he's kind of the worst parts of me, but he looks great. <laughs> Would you say, like, when you're acting, do you actually uh, base any of your characters on anyone or are these all just kind of voices in your head i mean i mean oftentimes when i'm coming up with a character it will be based on someone when i'm when i'm fleshing it out uh, when i initially start practicing with the voice or the mannerisms i'll i'll uh, either you know quote somebody or, or or try to mimic somebody but then eventually they'll take on a life of their own because i know that uh, like oftentimes on saturday night live when people do uh, impressions of other people initially it's sort of close to what the person sounds like, but once you start doing it right. for a while, it sort of gets its own mannerisms and habits. And then if you watch where people are actually, the actual person, and then the impression, after the person's been doing the impression for a year, they're not really recognizable compared to each other. Right. People remember the impression more. Okay. So I, I, I feel like a lot of, I, even though a lot of things have started with uh, you know influences, that they sort of turn into something else and at that point, it becomes more or less its own thing. So who did Captain Sunstrike start off as? My dad. Your dad? Aw. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, I mean, I know you're doing more with Squishy Studios besides Voyage Checkers, because you obviously we mentioned Until the End of Everything, which is, like, probably my favorite student film. Um, Even uh, better than Sun's Aversary? A little bit better than Sun's Aversary. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> this is my house. So, my house. Uh, but you also play a character normally that's weird, correct? It's kind of, you know, taking a back seat so that Voyage Trekkers can keep going and stuff. Oh, like right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they had, their, they had their struggles, right? I mean. Did they? I, I don't know yeah. about that. 
Tell me about it. Well, there was the a lead actress who dropped out and then was replaced. Sure. So that's a struggle. Is that it? Uh, there was, uh, what, <laughs> three like... or four camera people involved with different visions. That was a struggle. Oh, man. We're getting into gossip were... now. I don't know about this. <laughs> What's that? We're getting into gossip now. I don't know about that. Is that goss? I think it's a little goss. credits. <laughs> I think we shot all of normally this weird before 9-11. We at least, we at least filmed it before Iron Man 2. <laughs> Did you see Iron Man 3 yet? No, don't talk about it. Okay. I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. But there was a little, uh, uh, there was a little kid. Don't, don't. No, 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 no. There's a little kid that was just, nope. before it came out, he didn't even see it. And he was he was singing this Iron Man song, but it was very specifically for the Iron Man three trailer. But then also, I guess, kind of from the first, he didn't know much about Iron Man. He just kept talking. Iron Man three, Iron Man three. He's got a heart condition. I thought that was very specific, and I mean, he's he's a nine. Iron Man three, Iron Man three. He's got a heart condition. Iron Man three, Iron Man three. There's so many of him. Well, I saw that you have some stuff on Funnier Today. Ricky the Rhino and... Oh, yeah. Joe Welshke is the guy who makes those videos. We yeah. got to the front page of Funnier Die with the... I saw Ash that. Wednesday thing. Congratulations. Ash Wednesday was good. And then also the... Just a surprise. So how did you get involved in that? Craigslist. Seriously? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I've struck gold. Is he a minor? It was when I first moved to the city and I didn't have a job yet, so I would troll Craigslist all day trying to find things to do. He, uh, he put up one of the, you know, he put up like a, an audition call, and then I met the guy after, after he was done with work, and we talked, and he saw some of my other stuff, a lot of stuff that I've done with Nathan, and he was like, yeah, okay, well, well do Tammy the Tiger, I guess. I've continued to work with him for the past year, and uh, we're going to have... The, uh, I mean, the, the Ash Wednesday thing, those two characters are going to come back uh, a few more times. He has a few things planned. So uh, we'll see. Wait, who is playing in that with you for Ash Wednesday? Who, was that him? That was, uh, that's Joe, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. And then what else do you got? Uh, what are the, the Kennedy brothers, the animated uh-huh. stuff that you're doing um, out there, right? Detectives. Doing voices for a few cartoons. Out there in the Horde. What's the Horde? I don't know about this. The Tell Horde. Me about this. The Horde is a, uh, it's, it's going to be on machinima.com. Spell that one. <laughs> M-A-C-H-I-N-I-M-A dot C-O-M, I think. <laughs> do you want me to look up that one, too? Yeah, please do. <laughs> well, tell me about it while we're looking it up. It's a cartoon about uh, people who uh, are in the uh, World of Warcraft universe. Three people who, um, well, two of, two of which... Um, used to be like big shots in World of Warcraft and are trying to like redemption their swagger sure. and one new guy it's just us uh, trying to deal with the trying to deal with the new world and much like much like Voyage Trekkers it's about three people in a universe that a lot of people are familiar with being terrible at, uh, at what they need to do I, th- I think that's sort of a, a niche that I've found is where I can just I can be terrible at anything <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it works. It's very entertaining. People seem to, see, people seem to watch that. <laughs> Look how terrible that guy is. <laughs> He's the worst. 
What's your favorite thing that you've ever worked on? What's your favorite short or web series, voiceover, whatever? I don't care. What is it? Favorite thing I ever worked on? Yeah. Oh, God. It was probably a play I did in New York called Morning Breath. Who wrote that play? George LaPercio wrote that play. And it's the play that, that I was doing when I met my wife. Um, I played sort of a, a mixture between Harold Hill from The Music Man and the devil himself. It was a lot of fun to play. This uh, horrible, manipulative, wackadoo clown. What Was it a comedy, drama, somewhere in between? Something wild? I would, I would say it was a, a very, very dark comedy. Okay. So I, I essentially come in playing a like a real estate buyer because this brother and sister were willed a house and the brother and sister hadn't seen each other in a long time. The brother is blind. What they don't know is that I'm actually the illegitimate child of their father. And I feel like I this house belongs to me. And I also feel like I should con- somehow convince those two to kill each other. Are you the bad guy? Uh, I am the bad guy, yeah. I'm very much the bad guy. Why are you always playing all these bad guys? Super fun. It's <laughs> more fun than playing a bad guy. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's more than one machinima. No, machinima is, is it's sort of a web portal for all video game-based uh, web series content. That is where the Horde is going to be shown. They have purchased the rights to the Horde. Is it voiceover stuff? What is it? Yeah, it's a cartoon. And I'm doing the voices of uh, some of the characters in the cartoon. So too is my wife. Teamwork. Team! Go <laughs> Doyers! Oh, hey. You're going to be at Phoenix Comic Con this year? Natch. All right, so I, I know we have a Voyage Trekkers uh, screening. And, uh, uh... Also, the Horde and Out There is going to be screening. Okay. Dan Rodandon is having his own panel on the Friday. Are you gonna Are you gonna have uh, audience members come up? What are you gonna do? Are you just gonna talk? I'm gonna have a few guests, and then I'm gonna have a Q and A about whatever people want to talk about. Anything? Whether it's Whether it's Giovanni Guzmales or whatevs. Why do you love Voyage Trekkers? Who said I love Voyage Trekkers? <laughs> do you love Voyage Trekkers? No, I do. Yes, I definitely do. <laughs> Why? I love Voyage Trekkers because I think Nathan's commitment to the work is is uh, really inspiring. The scripts are definitely funny. I think that uh, he gives us a lot of leeway to um, sort of explore the chemistry between all the characters and find our own way through things. And I think that he he also has a very strong and concrete knowledge of sci-fi history. So the things that he's lampooning are actually, you know, academic and accurate and interesting and funny and fresh and not necessarily things that you would see in an Animaniacs parody or something like that. <laughs> you know what I keep hearing people say, and I, and I know even in... Um interviews with Nathan or, or whoever about voice trekkers is uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Oh, this is like Galaxy Quest. Yeah. What do you think about that? It does come up a lot. Do you agree? Uh, I guess. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, mean, Galaxy Quest, <laughs> I mean, Galaxy Quest was clever. It was interesting. You know, it, it had certain elements that are very similar. But, uh, you know, honestly, there, there have been so many bad uh, sci-fi parodies that uh, I'm actually glad that we get compared to Galaxy Quest because that's one of the ones that actually stands out as being a cut above the rest. So if it's like Galaxy Quest, I, you know, I can be proud of that. Okay. So the schedule is kind of difficult with you being in New York now. Yeah, I'm a bad person. <laughs> so obviously you're working with it, Joe out there. You do anything uh-huh. else out there? Well, I'm doing the Dan Rodanen podcast. Right. And uh, I 
I might be working pretty soon on another web series that's coming out that I can't talk about yet because they're still trying to get money from people. And uh, other than that, doing work. <laughs> doing work, homie. Right. Where did this love for Frank Zappa come from? Oh, just listening to him, appreciating that music. There's very few mus- musicians who make my brain go quiet, and he's one of them. Hmm. And it, it, this is a weird thing. Like, nothing that he plays sounds strange to me, but whenever I play it for somebody else, then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's almost like you're self, self-conscious totally or something. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I've heard this, but I, I this is one of my favorite Adam acting stories or movie-making stories, uh-huh. the time when you were filming something in your at your parents' place and... It got interrupted. Yes, it did get interrupted. I was uh, in eighth grade. I was making a video. So the movie was we were making a movie about a terrorist who kidnapped somebody and making demands, something political. <laughs> like, hey, you got to, like, chill out, guys, because I'm a terrorist. <laughs> I, put, I put nuclear bombs in all of the fire hydrants in the country. <laughs> that was a threat. <laughs> So we had my sister, we tied her up uh, with like a bandana around her face, mm-hmm. and we had a bunch of fake guns. My friend, we needed the phone as a prop, so we took the phone off the hook, and the phone, it was, you know, it was one of the, it was, it's the old days, so it's one of those uh, dial-up phones. Yeah. Uh, it had a police button, a fireman button, and a hospital button on there. So he apparently accidentally hit the police button while he was unplugging the phone. So it registered as a 911 hang-up, and so during the scene, our phone was off the hook, and they tried to call back. They are like, oh, there's no answer. Send a patrolman by. So they sent a patrolman by, looked in the window. He saw uh, people holding a gun to a young girl's head <laughs> with a mask on. All right, well, I guess this is a serious situation. <laughs> We're policemen. We have to treat this seriously. Sure. So they called the SWAT team, and uh, our neighbors uh, noticed gentlemen with shotguns and riot gear crawling through their yards. Our neighbor across the street, there, there was a sniper camped out oh my God. <laughs> looking at us through the, the sights of his rifle. And they, uh, they just, you know, at some point they knocked on the door. My mom opened the door and, you know, it was just yelling and uh, flashlights and pistols. And our dog is just barking, just barking up a storm. It was like, <laughs> hey, intruders. No, my mom, which is, which is great to her credit, more than being scared, she was just super annoyed. <laughs> He was like, I have kids in here. Put your guns away. Put your kids here. So they came inside. They looked around. They're like, oh, they're all fake guns. Uh, you guys are fine. Hey, next time you guys make a movie, give us a call so we know that uh, it's not real. <laughs> so any of you any of you terrorists out there or people who want to do kidnappings, just call the cops first. No, and let them know you're making a movie. Which, by the way... Is some advice that we took on another film that Nathan and I worked on, on Jerry Gold, where we, we let the police know that we were going to be firing a bunch of blanks. Mm-hmm. And we noticed a lot of gunfire between takes in the mm-hmm. neighborhood that uh, apparently the cops were like, ah, they are doing some Michael Bay shit. <laughs> well, what time is it in New York right now? Because it's almost 10 here. It is almost 1 a.m. now. All right. So you're getting ready to go back to bed? Yeah, rip. I'll let you do that. Hey, all of you people out there in podcast land, go to adamreeny.com or teachingactorshowtoact.com. Go into iTunes. Uh, you're already there, Doy Hickey. <laughs> and uh, subscribe to Dan Rodandon. And um, I would say tell your friends and your family about Voyage Trekkers. 
if you know they're cool and not uh, punch them in the face or send them send them a punch in the mail or uh, <laughs> mail them some ketchup on a, on a piece of paper and say hey here's your letter dick and I would say mostly go to the website because you have your links to all of your other stuff iTunes Facebook well do you have a Facebook you have a Facebook fan page that's a great point yeah that is a that is a great point. Pretty much everything ever either is on there or it leads to those things that you just mentioned. Just go to adamreeney.com or megankhughes.com, K-A-Y. And, uh, Megan without an H. No H. No H in Megan. She's not Meg Han. I know. Any of you out there who are Meg Han, <laughs> figure it out, okay? <laughs> Get your you stuff together. Look in the mirror, do a little bit of work. <laughs> um. All right. Well, have fun in New York, you know, where you yeah, live. Have fun in Phoenix. Okay. Or where are you? What's the city that you're in now? Phoenix. Scottsdale? I'm in Phoenix. Are you? I am. This <laughs> is my house. Welcome to my world. This is my house. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I miss you, buddy, and we'll see you soon and at Phoenix Comic Con, apparently. Indeed. See you in a couple weeks, champ. Mm-hmm.